0: Welcome to the Rescue Church Podcast. This is Pastor Sarah Lavecki, and this is the recording of our most recent Sunday sermon. We hope you enjoy. So what I want to do today is, before I get into the message, I want to show you some things that are clearly in Scripture, all right? Now, we're going to be contrasting today a fool versus a wise man, okay? As a Christian, one of the things that we want to learn to do is to think biblically, right? So, for example, let's say we think of a touchy issue such as homosexuality, right? It's a touchy issue. If you say anything against it, you know, people are like, you hate me. But here's what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say anything favorable about homosexuality. In fact, every time it's mentioned, it's mentioned negatively, Because it's destructive to human nature and it doesn't release life. And it's not what God intended. So that's one touchy issue. Another thing. Let's say we want to talk about money. Our culture, you'll hear within our culture, you'll hear terminology called good debt. The Bible once does not speak about good debt. The Bible never speaks about debt in a favorable way. Never. (laughs) So... So, you know, when you, what, I'm, what I want to do with you guys, and I'm trying to do my best with this, is I want to, to give you the discipline to learn to think about things biblically. Okay? For example, one of, one of the ones that's very contentious with people is government. Right? So people are like, government should provide free health care. Government should do this. Government should do that. Well, hold on. What does the Bible say is the role and responsibility of government? That's an important thing to understand, because if not, we will give too much power to the government. We will rely too heavily upon the government, and history shows us that has never went well. In any generation, in any society, no matter what language people speak, no matter what color people are, no matter, it never works out. Never. So these are just real basic things that I want you to learn to think biblically. Here's the thing. If you don't think biblically, you won't respond biblically. If you don't think biblically, you won't desire biblically. So this is something that you, this is a discipline that will benefit your life in the long run and will stabilize you. One of the things that truth does with people is truth, Stabilizes people, and lies destabilize people. Alright, so we're going to be comparing today the fool and the wise man, and we're going to go from Proverbs to Jesus. So we're going to do King Solomon to King Jesus, and uh, the two greatest kings that have ever existed, one is the king above all kings, he is our Lord and Savior, he is king of kings, and then the other is the wisest and wealthiest king that has ever uh, existed. So now I want you to hear some of how he defines a fool. Now today you may go, oh wow, uh, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> well, I'm not here to call anyone a fool. I'm here to give you a biblical, I'm laying it out biblically, what is a fool And how does a fool operate so that maybe we go, oh, I did that. That's kind of foolish. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to participate with that. Okay, we're just going to read a few and then we're going to get into the actual message. uh, Proverbs 7.22, immediately he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks. He's talking about Kiki. He's talking about the immoral woman and he's going after her only for his own destruction. Uh, Proverbs 10.8, The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. So someone who is wise will receive when they're being told something that is godly and beneficial to them. He who winks with his eye causes trouble, but a prating fool will fall. A prating fool is someone who is like loose with the mouth. Uh, whoever... Hides hatred, has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. So we live in a, in a generation where disinformation is being spread all the time. That The Bible calls that slander. That's one of the Ten Commandments. That's actually something that is sinful because you're defaming the character of someone that you don't know if is accurate. So my, my advice to us all is if we're going to share something, let's do our due diligence to make sure we're sharing something that is accurate. Um, to do evil is like a sport to a fool but a man of understanding has wisdom he who troubles his own house will inherit the wind but a fool will be a servant to the wise of heart the way of a fool is right in his own eyes but he who heeds counsel is wise every prudent man acts with knowledge but a fool lays up folly which means fools do dumb stuff now the word fool here is in uh, is stupid. It literally means stupid. So that's pretty. And in the New Testament, it's going to get even more, more aggressive. Don't think Jesus reduces it. It's going to get even more. It's the, the where you moros, where where you get the word moron. Okay. Now, uh, in the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. So do you see that? So so the mouth. Of a fool brings destruction, but the lips of the wise, someone who is wise with their mouth, it is preservation. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages. The word rages there uh, is a fascinating word. Uh, it's actually the word, let me give it to you, uh, it means to become uh, angry, excited. And the one that I use, flare-up. Have you ever heard me say, you're having a flare-up. People have flare-ups or meltdowns. And those are two different things. That's, that's how, so a fool rages or is angry or becomes to show oneself angry, to get excited, to be arrogant, to infuriate oneself, and is self-confident. I'm the, I, I, so fools flare up. Okay? Listen, if you don't get a hold of yourself, someone else got a hold of you. You look at someone, for example, who, who makes bad choices. You know what bad choices lead to? Less options. You go to prison. You know how many choices you get in prison? Seven to ten. Milk or orange juice. They tell you when you go to the bathroom. So if you don't get a hold of yourself, you will be be in bondage. Okay, a fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of fools does not do so. Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool, much less lying lips to a prince. Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows for a fool. Let a man, listen to this, let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom since he has no heart for it? There's more. He who begets a scoffer does it to his own sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. Wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. So a fool can only see what is now. The temporal, m- the material, the, the, that's it. That's all they can see. Okay. Even here's, here's one good one for a fool. Even a fool is counted wise... When he holds his peace. we know what that means? If you shut up, no one will know you're stupid. So if you are with smarter people than you, be quiet and listen. In my early 20s, I was talking when I should have been listening. So I'm using my own stupidity to help you. If you are around wise people, don't talk, listen. Okay. Uh, Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace, for when he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Here's another one. A fool has no delight in understanding, but expressing his own heart. A fool does not seek to understand. A fool seeks to be understood. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one who is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Do you know that integrity is more valuable than money? Okay? Luxury is not fitting for a fool. <laughs> Much less for a servant to rule over princes. It is honorable for a man to stop shiving, since any fool can start a quarrel or a fight. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool for he will despise the, words of your, the wisdom of your words. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. As snow in summer and rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting to a fool. Okay? Do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him. In other words, do not come down to people's level if they try to get you out of character. But then it says this, Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Which means, do not come down to their level But hold your peace, be peaceful, so that they can see the error of their own way. Listen, when someone is all bent out of shape and you're calm, you know what they look like? Crazy. Have you ever seen that? Your peace is more valuable than people's craziness. Now, this is one of my favorite ones here. He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. So to trust the untrustworthy is like cutting off your legs and drinking death. See, in the ancient world, they, they, this was, this was an, in our world today, this was an encrypted message. In the ancient world, if you sent a message through an unfaithful messenger, the message wouldn't be delivered. So you cannot trust the untrustworthy. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, is he who gives honor to a fool. The whole purpose of of, of a stone and a sling is not for it to be bound, it's for it to be loosed. Right? So what's the point there? The point is that honor and a fool don't fit. Okay. This is, uh, the great God who formed everything gives the fool his hire and the transgressor his wages. As a dog returns to its own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. Listen to me. It's not an addiction. You're a fool. It's not a disease. You're a fool. I was a fool. And until you're gripped with the reality that in God's eyes you're being a fool... You will not repent and change. You will make excuses. How do I know? I've been there. So I'm not, I'm not pointing a finger. I'm saying I'm extending a hand to come up out of that, come up out of your, your vomit, because a fool to his folly, go, it's like a dog going back to his vomit. That's nasty. Right? Here's another one of my favorite ones. Though you grind a fool in mortar with a pestle along with a crushed grain, Yet his foolishness will not depart from him. This is fascinating. The picture here is a huge stone that grinds wheat. So if you put a fool in the grinder and you put the huge stone on him, you cannot squeeze stupid out of him. But this is what the Bible says about foolishness in a child. The Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. But the rod of correction will drive it far from them. So you have a window of time where you could actually beat stupid out of your kids. And I'm not talking about abuse them or harm them. But a little whooping is not going to hurt them. In fact, when they don't get disciplined, you're teaching them there's no consequences. And you are cursing their future when you don't discipline your children. Because the world is not going to be that nice to them. So, discipline if you were abused, you got to forgive your abuser and get healthy so that you can discipline your children well. If you were neglected, you got to forgive them so that you can discipline your children well because that is responsibility. And the purpose of discipline this is very important. People want the benefits of discipline, but they don't want discipline. Discipline is to get the worst out of you and get the best from you. That's what discipline is. Do you know people pay thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to be disciplined? I mean, I don't know if you, do you realize? I mean, people pay for that and church people are like. It's insane to me. Okay. He who trusts in his own heart. (laughs) is a fool just follow your heart your heart will lead you to hell that's why you need a new heart <laughs> he who trusts in his own heart is a fool whoever talks wisely will be delivered do you, do you see how do you see how your words are either helping you or hurting you this is a very 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 important principle very and so David said, put a watch on my mouth. His father said, put a guard on my heart. I encourage you to ask the Lord, help me to have a guard on my heart and a watch on my mouth. Because you don't want to destroy with your mouth what you're trying to break with your, you know. You don't want to break with your mouth what you're trying to build with your prayers. It, you have to really get your mouth and your mind in alignment. Because that'll, that'll change the direction of your life. Anytime... Before someone does something great, whether it's spiritual, uh, natural, athletic, uh, economic, people see it and they speak about it and they do it. I don't know if, you, if you've ever, if you ever said that, but last, a few weeks ago, last week I said, I'm going to squat 405 for 10 count. That's what I said. I, I said it to myself a few times, I, I said it, I said it. I warmed up for it, and I hit it for 11. You, you, ha- you, have to, you, you have to speak what you expect. This is very important. This is not just spiritual. This is not just natural. This is in marriage. This is in ministry. This is in life. You have to speak what it is that you want into your life. And I'm not talking about naming it and claiming it. It's something weird like that. I'm talking about you got to get your mind and your mouth in agreement. If your own mind and your own mouth are in agreement, how can your home be in agreement? If you can't even get in agreement with you, how can you be in agreement with someone else who's crazy? All right. A fool. Okay, here it goes. If a wise man. Hold on, let's go back. If a wise man contends with a foolish man, whether the fool rages or laughs, there is no peace. A fool does not have peace. The word peace there is also patience. So whether he's mad or sad, he's got no peace cuz he's a fool. And the thing the thing with the, the thing that is I think difficult in our culture is our culture wants to lighten the blow on everything. So they're like you're not a ad- you're not addicted, you have a disease. You're not sinful, you have a condition. You don't have sin that leads to death that leads to hell, you have issues. It's a struggle. No, you are making clear choices that are destructive to you. So our culture tries to lighten the blow, but the blow is the very thing that leads to change. Nine times out of 10, you will never change anything in your life until you absolutely have to. Until it becomes boiling point, you won't, you won't learn. And, and most people don't learn from other people's mistakes. I didn't. Most of my most valuable lessons were expensive and stupid. But until I was confronted about stupid, I didn't change. So this is something that you have to let God confront you. Okay. A fool vents all his feelings. But a wise man holds them back. I'm venting, I'm venting, I'm venting. I need to vent, I'm venting, I'm venting. No, you're broken and you're leaking and you need to get healed. And if you're going to vent, make sure you vent to wise people. That's important. You, you don't vent to people that cannot help you people that will give you bad advice. You don't don't go to the ungodly for counsel. Okay? Are you with me? So these are just some. Do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than him. A few more. We haven't even started. Don't worry. For a servant when he reigns, uh, for a servant when he reigns, a fool when he is filled with food. I would have to read the verse before that to really grab the context of that one. So I'm not going to comment on that one. But let me now I'm going to go back to what we're doing today. We are contrasting wise verse fool. Now, contrast gives us clarity. So the, the more I turn down the contrast, the less you can see the text. I have, I, we made a We See Jesus shirt. It's a black on black shirt. I love it. And it's great. And you cannot, you have to get closer to it to see it. Okay? Now, if I would do the same shirt with black and white, the white makes it pop. I realized I really enjoy the black and white combination. And for, for the life of me, I could not understand I got seven eight ten pairs of sneakers the same color why do I like this contract I like it because it provides clarity and I like clarity I respect clarity if I hear my son talking and he starts sounding like a woman going around the bush I'll say tell me what you want don't talk to me like that tell me directly what you want not around it would be nice if You bought flowers, honey. Like, do you want flowers? Tell me what you want, son. You want pizza? Talk to me. Contrast gives us clarity. Now, King Solomon compares and contrasts between the fool and the wise man. Solomon uses the word fool 39 times. Solomon uses the word wise 67 times. And Solomon uses the word fool and wise together 24 times. So this is an idea that is all through wisdom literature and it's something that we should really consider. This is another one of, this is in, I believe it is Ecclesiastes. Um, It is better to hear the rebuke of a wise man than the song of fools. David said, I would rather be smitten or slapped by a righteous man. Okay. This was, again, a fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. This is not talking about suppressing how you feel. This is talking about, let's make this our culture, modern culture. Do not go online and have a meltdown online. Do not go on Instagram and have a meltdown because your marriage is struggling. Do not, do not make something private, public. If you need to share it, Share with the Lord first. Open up your heart. Be intimate with God. Pour out your complaint. Pour out your disappointment. Pour out your frustration. Pour out your pain. Pour out your hopes. Bring it to the Lord. Bring it to the Word. Bring it to someone who's wise. Do not bring it to social media. Your digital footprint is going to determine who will or won't hire you. And, And a screenshot is forever. I have screenshots. They're forever. So someone has a meltdown, you get a screenshot, it's forever. Okay? Remember that. Say, what did I learn in church today? I learned that a screenshot is forever. <laughs> and I also learned that if you send something on a text that's sensitive, be, beware, it could come back to you. It could come back to you. So be very careful who you open up your heart to and how you open up your heart and where you open up your heart. It's not wise for a man to really open up deeply to a woman who is not his wife. If you cannot talk to your wife about everything, that's a problem. If you, if you cannot have open communication with your wife, that's a big problem. If you can't say, I need dinner, I need sex, I need this, I need that. If you can't speak plainly, that's a problem. If you got to dance around a stuff, that's a problem. That's not a healthy relationship. That's not good. All right, now, Jesus is going to talk about a wise and a fool. Now, you're going to see this in a bunch of things, but the thing that I want to get at is that in parables, there is a very distinct contrast. Again, that contrast provides us with clarity. There are the fool versus the wise. Matthew 7, you have the foolish virgin versus the wise virgin. Matthew 25, which we're going to touch on that. Do you know it's possible to be pure and stupid? It can be. I realized that. That hit me so hard one day. I'm just realizing that and I'm going, huh? Pure, virgin, holy, and dumb. I'm thinking, ain't that something? So you could be pure in heart and good motives and stupid. Yup. Now you got good and faithful servant versus wicked and lazy servant. You got good tree that produces good fruit and you got bad tree that produces bad fruit and a good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. And a man is known by his fruit. What is your life produce, right? So in parables, Jesus is teaching our spiritual eyes to see. The Bible says that Jesus does not judge by the sight of his eyes. So Jesus doesn't go, okay, Roshan has cool sneakers. I like him better today. Okay, this and that. No, he doesn't look as we look. He looks at the fruit. Remember when Jesus was playing, praying for a blind man? And the blind man said, I see men walking as trees. Remember that story? jesus first opened that guy's spiritual eyes second he opened his natural eyes jesus does not judge as we judge jesus judges by the fruit on a tree are you guys with me okay so now in parables again jesus is teaching our spiritual eyes to see this is very 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 important because if you can't see it, you cannot apprehend it. In the spirit, things start with seeing and hearing so that you can receive and apprehend. So this is important. Think of, we'll give you in the natural. I'll give you a natural example. What am I talking about? You, you, go, to, you go to the city of Dubai. If you look in, in the 80s, there was a Toyota building. Nothing. And now it's probably one of the most incredible cities in the whole entire world. In fact, it's actually overwhelming. It overwhelms your senses because of the amount of consolidated wealth in one area, in one small area. It's really, I've never seen anything like it. I've been all over the world. I've never seen anything like it. They have the the highest tower in the world. Uh, It's a thousand feet above the Freedom Tower in, in terms of height. That existed in someone's mind before it ever was built someone saw it before they built it. So in the spirit or in the natural, if you don't see something first, you can't build it. That's why seeing is very, very important. Okay? Now, in parables, Jesus gives spiritual understanding to the seekers. Seekers are seers. What do I mean by that? I mean that if you ask, seek, and knock, You will receive I mean that if you seek you'll find so if you are a seeker you shall find you have to be a persistent seeker in the kingdom and in life if you want something you have to search it out you got to seek and knock and look and keep looking and check and keep checking so that you can then apprehend something i can tell you many 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 times in the spirit and in the natural i have continued to seek until i found and i found things that you normally would not find at that price many times i can my wife will tell you it's, it's a fact so anyway matthew 7 uh, 27 This is 24 through 27. Now, I want to just bring you just a little bit of this first. We'll start in verse 21. This is uh, Jesus saying, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. Many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. The King James says, workers of iniquity, which is a reference to Psalm 6. But anyway, he continues here, this is Jesus speaking, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Not a rock the rock this word is petra not the word that he used for peter which is petros which is a little piece of a rock this is the rock petra and upon this rock petra i will build my church see you are peter or cephas which is petros that's different it's a different word it's like okay therefore uh, and, and the rains came excuse me the rains descended the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded upon the rock. Okay. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it fell, and great was the fall. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen houses fall on people. I have seen and been in environments where whole entire houses fell on people. Where everyone in the house is crushed to death. When we were in the earthquake in Haiti, when I was in the earthquake in Haiti, every single house in our neighborhood, every single house was down. Every single person was dead. Our house was the only house where people lived and everyone lived. And the only thing that happened was a girl got a scrape on her foot. So I'm telling you, this is not a pretty sight. When it says great was the fall, the word great is the word mega, big, it's a big fall. When a house pancakes on, on, on people, not, not a really, not a nice sight, okay? So he, this is the thing, whether, whether we're talking about the fool or the wise man, they are living in the same reality, which I give people this prophetic word. They don't like it. I said, a storm is coming to your house. <laughs> they don't like that prophetic word. A storm is going to come to every man's house to test the foundation of that house to see what is that that house is built on, okay? So you have the rains, you have uh, the rushing floods, you have the winds that beat on the house. So the fool and the wise man are going to go through the same stuff. Hello? So so it's not like, so you're so wise that the flood ain't coming to you. No, no. <laughs> hey, flood is going to test your house too, pal. And it's not like you're so stupid where god's like well i just won't send a flood he's he's an idiot you know no flood has come in a stupid street too the flood is coming in life whatever you build will be tested it'll be tested by time it'll be tested by opportunities it'll be tested by desires it'll be tested by frustrations It'll be tested by disappointments. It'll be te- everything we build will be tested. Everything. Everything that we do will pass through, Paul says, a fire to see whether it is pure or not. Only that which is pure will go through the fire and will endure. So we're not building the kingdom, but we are building for the kingdom. And the things that we do that are pure in this present age will exist in the age to come. All right, so now the difference between a fool and a wise man is a wise man does what he knows to do, and a fool does not. I know people are like, I need something deeper than that. (laughs) A lot of people know how to build wealth Not a lot of people are wealthy. A lot of people know uh, spend more than you make. That doesn't lead to to wealth. (laughs) Right? Are you with me? A lot of people know, well, if I have a a lower caloric intake, I will lose weight. Well, I got a gym membership. But having a membership doesn't mean you bench three plates. You got to go you got to be consistent people many people have a recipe but don't bake the cake you know what the Bible says you're a fool and I've been there so trust me I, I I'm not you know I want stupid broken off me in every way <laughs> so anyway so now I want to just leave you with a thought what is the foundation of your actions. What are the foundations of our actions? Any preachers here today? My dad and Brett are not here. Desire, give me another one. Don't religify me, give me. Give me something. Feeling, okay. How about motives? Right? To every action there's a reaction, but before there's a reaction And before there's an action, there's a motive. You know what Jesus is dealing with? In Matthew 5, 6, and 7? Not simply actions. Motives. If your motive is not right, you are not building on Jesus. Because the foolish man, he's still built. But it wasn't on Jesus see iniquity deals with motives the difference between sin and iniquity is motive if someone hits you and you're like bang you hit them back and you start rumbling that's sin but if you see someone and you're jealous of them and you're like "Yup, I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you that's iniquity So that's that's the motive, that's different, that's a different level. So sin stops me from knowing God and experiencing God's best. Iniquity stops God from knowing me. What does he say? Depart from me, you workers of uh, iniquity, or you lawless, I never knew you. So it's not simply doing the right thing, but it's doing the right thing for the right reasons. That's important. That's very important. That's something that you have to you have to work through. I find that I have to work through that with honoring people. Because I look at some people and I'm like, you really, the way you are, like does not really deserve honor. But I'm going to honor you because I am a person of honor because of who Jesus is to me and who I am to him. So I'm not going to honor you based on your merit. I'm going to honor you based on your human being created in the image and likeness of God. And when I say honor, I'm not talking about giving giving a loser a trophy. I'm talking about treating someone with dignity, even if they're not acting in a way that is dignified. That makes makes sense. Okay, now we're going to go to Matthew 25. Here, Here it comes. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. I want to just stop here. Do you know that your associations and your relationships are the thing also that determine if you're wise or you're a fool? It wasn't three foolish, two wise. It wasn't three foolish trying to reach out to two wise. It wasn't three wise trying to reach out to two foolish. It was five wise and five foolish. Do you see that? He's drawing a line there because it is very clear that your associations determine the trajectory of your life. This is so important. You know who really understands this? Super rich people. You know who doesn't understand this? Church people. Super rich people at a boat club, they don't fight about black or white. You think that you think that Jay Z pulls his yacht up, that Warren Buffett is looking at him like, "Oh, who's this black guy?" He doesn't care. He's like, "That's a sick boat." They, they, they don't poor people and broke people. They fight over stupid stuff like that. Rich people don't do that. You you have to understand the power of association. You know that you could be associated with the wrong people? You could get killed being associated with the wrong people? You could get wrapped up in someone else's situation being with the wrong people. When I first got saved, I wouldn't, not, I wouldn't drive in the, in the car with any of my friends because I knew, I don't know what's in your car. If I want to hang out with you, I'll meet you somewhere. I don't know what you're doing. I, I know what I used to be doing, and I'm not doing that, and I'm not getting wrapped up in that, so I'm not doing that. Because your choices are not going to determine the trajectory of my life. So you, you have to really learn sometimes to seriously cut stuff off. I'm preaching to somebody, but anyway, five of them were wise, five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Do you know the difference between the fool and the wise? The fool was unprepared. Unprepared. The same way the fool in the last story was unprepared for what? A storm. So the fool is unprepared for what he's building to be tested. And the fool is unprepared for the moment he's living in. Listen to this. This is really important. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slept. So they're all human. They all got to sleep. They all got like, there's this natural stuff that just happens. Like we got it like the same way that, 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 that the storm came to the fool and the wise. Everyone's sleeping. But watch. At midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Out to meet, uh, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. The word "trimmed" is basically to get the lamp in order. No preparation, no order. No order, no preparation. Follow me. Prep is huge. If you don't prepare for something if you don't if you do not if you do not plan for something you are planning to fail and here's the thing the thing is that in certain things in life you only maybe get up to bat once and if you strike out you might miss a whole slew of opportunities because you weren't prepared that's why when you get it, when you step up to the plate, better be ready. Be ready. When, when the kairos moment comes upon your life, when God breathes on you, when God gives you favor, when God opens the door, be ready. Don't use this time to just sleep, 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 sleep and not prepare yourself. Don't, be, get, don't get caught sleeping. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Be ready. Be ready. You know, there's times where I was, I, when I first learned how to preach, my spiritual father said, you're preaching. In 10 minutes. Not three weeks, not a week, not 10 minutes. You're preaching. Who's preaching tonight, Steve? Oh, you are. You, you have to be in season, out of season prepared. You got to get ready. If you don't have something, that means you're not eating. You, you got you, you to you be ready. I'm, I'm speaking to people here that God is trying to develop them. Okay. And the foolish said to, to the wise... Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered and said, No, lest there should be not enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in to the wedding, and the door was shut. And afterward, the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Do you see that in seven? You see that in seven? And you see that in 25? The fool God does not know. God does not recognize the fool. The fool is not welcome with God. Listen, the gospel is radically inclusive. What does that mean? It means that Jesus died for everyone. Not some people, everyone. But if you don't receive Jesus, you're not in. People are like, I received Jesus today. That's cute. It's more about Jesus receiving you. Oh, I found Jesus. That's beautiful. Jesus wasn't lost. So, so what, what this is about is, and here's the good thing with God. Let's say the Bible, you know, what, you, know what the, you know what the Bible should do? The Bible should teach you how to pray. You, you're reading, you, read, you go through the Proverbs list of fools. You're like, man, out of 48 of those, I'm 12. Okay, no problem. All you have to do is say, God, I don't want to be a fool. Make me wise. Humility activates grace, God says, I'm coming for you. No problem, I got you. It's just acknowledging him in all your ways, acknowledging him and saying, I need you. Humility makes someone irresistible to God. If a man or a woman humbles themselves before God, in due season, God will exalt them. The word due season is kairos. It means that your promotion is kairos. It is from God. Not man. God chooses, not man. God chooses, not a board of elders. God chooses, not the deacon board. God chooses, not your boss. God chooses, not your wife. God. God is the one that brings you forward when you humble yourself, which is counterintuitive because we want to be exalted and brought forward. God says, when you go down, I bring you forward. It's opposite so this is something so now it's possible again i have to say this again is really when I, I don't know about you but when this verse hit me it was just like a ton of bricks hit me it is possible again to be pure and stupid and you know anyway <laughs> okay, okay. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I don't know you. That's, this is not, can I show you something? He's showing us outcomes. You know what we, we do? Especially church people that have been in church a long time. Church people are wanting to seek a deeper meaning than the meaning he just gave you. It's like Jesus just interpreted his whole five through seven in three verses. And then we want something deeper than Jesus because we want something ethereal. So that we can feel good and be excited instead of something that penetrates our heart and causes us to change. You know, so many things that are simple are not easy. You know how simple it is to pay debt? I did it. Say no to yourself. Do you know how much it hurts you to say, I cannot afford that? That hurts your ego. But that's what you need to say that's how you climb out I mean there's things that you you have to literally say no I cannot do that it's embarrassing I've been there I know that's not you 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 know you can look at someone and you're not maybe not everyone is in the same season so you cannot you cannot do things accordingly I don't go shopping you know with Brett's uh, bank account you understand what I'm saying that's Mary's job. I don't do that. You you know you cannot you cannot look at Ray sneakers and think that you're going to be in a rap video next week. Because that's his. That's his. That's 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 not. You don't know what it took for someone to become and to get where they're going. So you have to be faithful where you are. This is what I want to I want to leave you with faithfulness because this is this to me this the next thing really shook me. Because I don't know about you, but I like progress. I'm Greek. Greeks are always thinking. I like progress. I don't like backing. I don't like, I like progress. I like looking at the chart and seeing it. I like that. Some of you don't know the chart I'm talking about, but when you make investments, this is the goal of the investment. Green, that's right. (laughs) Green. Green is good. Right? I like that. But instead of chasing that, chase faithfulness. Watch this, this next thing here. This is, I'm going to wrap up here. The parable of the talents, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man traveling to... uh, Far country who call his own servants, the word servant is not the word servants, it's the word doulos, it's the word slave. These are the people that ate the crumbs from the master's table. So in Rome, the, the lords or the, or the masters of the house would take food and slide it off the table. Like that's foul. And the doulos would wash feet, and the doulos would eat food from the master's table. these are douloses. the doulos is about to be entrusted with something watch this i want to show you this if you get this this is a game changer for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them whose goods are they the master okay and one he gave five talents to another two and another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. So the master is the one that determines the ability of the servant, not the servant. So don't ever be mad at the cards that you've been dealt because you either made those choices and you, you chose that hand, or this is your measure to see How you play the hand that you've got I cannot play a hand of cards you know how cards work I cannot play a hand of cards that I haven't got I can only play the hand that I have I can only steward the measure that I have right okay then he who received five talents went and traded with them and made five talents It's a hundredfold return. And likewise, he who received two gained two more also. That's a hundredfold return. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, Kronos, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he was gone for a long time. Okay? So he who had uh, received five talents came and brought five other talents, uh, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Positionally, something just changed. Positionally, he goes from a doulos, which is a foot washer, and a crumb eater, to a ruler. Now, this word ruler here is an interesting word because it's to a point or ordained, but it's to be ordained or appointed into a permanent position. Are you tracking with me? So if you are faithful with what is temporal, you come into a permanent reward. Okay, this is important. This is very important. Paul says in suffering, right? He's talking about suffering and he says that this temporary light affliction, did you see everything he went through? He called that a temporary light affliction. We think we're afflicted if Wi-Fi doesn't work. His back was opened up. He got the 39 lashes five times on his back. If if he stood back to back with Jesus, you wouldn't know who your Savior was. That's how much he suffered. And he calls that a temporary light affliction. We we gotta we gotta get out. We gotta we are we are too soft, I'm sorry. All the comfort and, and the soft feet and the warm blankets have made us too soft. The world is hard. We're too soft. Our kids are too soft. The world is hard. It's not good. We're not conditioning them well. A generation ago, men would lie about their age to go fight a war. Now we got people that want to cut their wee-wee off and be a girl. We have problems. We have major, major problems, and it all goes back to the house. Anyway, I don't know why I did that. All right, out of that. There's a buddy trail. Back to the faithfulness. So this guy was faithful with five. Now he's got ten. Do you see faithfulness leads to increase? Who wants to increase? I want to increase. I'll raise my foot. I mean, I I really like increase. I appreciate it because I didn't have it. I know. I appreciate everything. And I'm going to say this to you everything, and my wife knows this is true. Everything that I have is from the Lord. So I don't feel guilty. I don't feel ashamed. I'm not flossing. I'm thankful. Everything I have is from the Lord. When I came in, I got stripped of everything. I had nothing. The Lord told me, give your car away. I had nothing. Nothing. I got stripped. So anything I have is from the Lord. And anything we do is not based on a credit card fronting. Everything is the grace of God and the mercy of God. That's it. So that's, that's why... When God does something for you or when God gives you something, you don't act like you bought it and you don't act like you deserve it, but I'm thankful and I'll boldly tell people he did that. So anyway, so now the guy with two, he's faithful. Now he gets four. That's good. That's good. I mean, this is good. So, but, but this is what I want you to see. Faithfulness... Is transformational faithfulness leads to transformation transformation is when you yourself don't recognize you I don't know if you've experienced this but when you get born again and desires leave you and things leave your taste buds and desires are gone, and you are stuck with yourself, which is not easy, but you are stuck with yourself, and you realize, oh snap, I'm seeing this whole situation totally differently, because I'm born from above. I've been brought into the kingdom, and now I don't see it as I would have saw it. I don't want it as I would have wanted it. Something radically has changed change and and faithfulness leads to that type of transformation because now this guy is different positionally he goes from a doulos which is on the floor to now at the table and and his, his position is not temporary but it's secure when someone is secure positionally they operate differently Secure people operate differently. You know what I will tell you about secure people? Secure people smile. Not a fake smile. Deep, inwardly, there's a level of joy that comes with security. Let me continue. We're almost done. The children's church workers are done. Okay. 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 His... Uh, Verse 21, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. So again, you see the transition from few to to many. Do you prefer few or many? Many. Amen. I start crying. (laughs) Okay. Well done, good and faithful servant. Reliable, trustworthy. Uh, you are faithful over a few. I will make you rule over many. Enter into the what? Joy of your Lord. So so see see this. Joy, faithfulness, many position, ruler, appointed, secure. That's what faithfulness leads to, even if you get persecuted. Even if people are not happy, that's not your problem. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I mean, that's, that's, that sounds good to me. Okay. His Lord said to him, well done, boom, boom, boom. Okay, good and faithful, enter into the joy of your Lord. Boom. Verse 24. Then he came who had received the one talent and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. His first problem is he's not viewing his master correctly. He's judging his judge. He has a theological problem. He believes that someone who has entrusted him with something... That is not his, is hard and mean. See, listen to me. The victim mentality robs people. This is what many people believe today, that just because someone is wealthy, they're mean and bad and inerrantly bad. That's not true. That's not true. Every person is a world unto themselves. You don't know how people got where they're going, so don't make assumptions that because someone is poor, they're lazy, or because someone is rich, they're evil. All those assumptions are not wise, and they're not helpful, and they will not allow you to have relationships with people that can actually help you in this life, because you'll have core assumptions about them, and you'll rob yourself of the relationship that you could have, because you're not seeing them correctly. Anytime you don't see someone correctly, you cannot receive from them properly. That's why some people can sit here and not get anything. And then some people can be like, keep preaching. All right. I was afraid and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. So fear and an incorrect perspective of his master led him to bury a talent. Now, this talent is not the talent of singing. I know that we want to talk about talents and stuff. But this is actually money. A talent is, 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 a, is, a, is currency. Is a, is a form of currency. It's the money of their day. It's a certain measure of money of their day. So he takes the $100 bill. and Instead of doing business with it, he puts it in the mud. Now you're just giving the guy dirty money. Watch what he says. But his Lord answered and said you wicked and lazy servant you knew that i reap where i have not sown and gather where i have not scattered seed so you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming that i would have received back at my own with an interest so the talent so the, so take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten Let's make this real. We're going to take the paycheck of the guy who's struggling and we're going to deposit it into the account of the person who has no needs simply because they were not faithful. Let me tell you something. Don't tip God. Tithe. God doesn't want your tip. And I don't need your tithe. Because if you're not faithful, God will be faithful to me. In every season of this church, when people walked out, God sent people, God will be faithful to me. My source is not this church. It's through this church, but God is bigger than that. And he showed me when people were not faithful, that he was faithful. I'm saying this for you. Do not tip God. Tithe. Give the first 10% of all your increase. I told you that. This is very important. This is a principle. This is one of the principles of faithfulness. Oh, my wife tithes. You're not your wife. My husband tithes. You're not your husband. If you you have increase, be faithful with that increase. When you're faithful with what you have, you're telling God that you can be trusted with more. This is a very important principle. DK is going to share... A testimony soon about doing things God's way so you don't think this is some sort of shakedown because it's not a shakedown this is this is this is how we live in as kingdom people okay so you ought to have deposited the money and get interest so you know what God expects you to prosper God expects you to succeed let's say you have a bad father And he's like, oh, you're a loser. Or let's say he abandoned you, was never there. He never spoke destiny over you. Sarah's calling me out now saying it's time. Shot clock. I got the shot clock. So so now you didn't have a dad. No one spoke life over you. No one told you you're going to be a champ. You're going to be a success. You're going to kill it. You got it, bro. You can do it. Nobody told you that. And so that that is something that is really maybe it could have harmed you. What you got to do is you got to forgive that person who couldn't give you what they didn't have and make sure that you do that for your kids. So this idea, this thing of not seeing the master correctly and seeing things through fear, you know that when we do things. Can I tell you something? If you look back on your decisions Almost every stupid decision that you ever made in your life was probably motivated by fear. How do I know? Well, <laughs> yeah, fear, greed, or lust, or anger. Top four. But out of all of those, I'll tell you what the one that goes the most undetected and the one that people has its way with people is fear because it dresses up like wisdom and it dresses up like an opportunity but the heart motive is fear I don't trust God enough so I cannot wait so I've got to take it into my own hands and then I, I mess up I've done it I know I know how it works okay so take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given. So that's good. Say more. 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 I speak more over you. Okay. Even wh- but, but from him who does not have, even what he has, will be taken away. Make sure you steward what you have. If God gave you insight, share it. If God's given you resources, share it. If God has given you an ability to help someone and that person is ready to receive that help, do it. This is being faithful with what you have tells God, one, you're thankful, two, you're ready for more. I, 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 te- I teach my kids that. You, you ha- and they have to learn. They have to learn. You know, you have to steward what you have. Okay. This is verse 30. And cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That does not sound like heaven. (laughs) That does not sound like a good situation. So what you're seeing is different outcomes. Are you you, you tracking with me? You see the outcome of a house that falls on people. And the Lord said, "I I I don't know those folks. What is the second outcome? The second outcome is you have pure and stupid. Where they're pure, but they are not prepared for the moment. They're not ready. And they also, too, get what? Shut out. Are you seeing this? The third one is is the wicked and lazy servant who gets cast out. Right? So now we have to think about this. God is showing us the outcome. Why? Because he's good and he doesn't want that for us. Are 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 you tracking with me? The warnings of God are the love of God. I tell my kid, don't do that or you're going to get spanked. Not because I want to spank them, because I'd rather not have to spank them. I would rather them listen and learn that it's in their best interests to be on my good side. It's in their best interest to cooperate with me. Why? Because if you cooperate with me, whatever power and whatever resources that I have, you have access to those because you are my child. But if you want to pitch yourself up against me, you're not going to have access. This is what I was trying to explain to my daughter, Zoe. Sometimes she wants to get the boys doing, doing what she wants. And I'm explaining to her, Zoe, listen to me. This is a basic lesson. Most adults don't even understand this. But if you, and Zoe is in some ways very grown. And in some ways she get an attitude and go crazy. Like yesterday, her mom, Sarah wasn't feeling well. She cooked the boys dinner zoe how old is zoe 8 year old daughter you know why she did that because her mom is not an idiot if she doesn't see her mom doing stuff she wouldn't do it but she, she sees her mom doing stuff she does it eight year old daughter without being asked cook her brother's dinner so i'm trying to explain to my kids lessons about life i'm trying to teach them how to handle money i'm trying to explain things to them that was not explained to me so that they have an advantage. So I'm telling Zoe, Zoe, listen to me. In life, if you help people get what they want, it will be easier for you to get what you want. Are are, are you with me? So if if Jose is trying to get somewhere, and I feel that, you know what, I like Jose, I trust Jose, so I want to help Jose get where he's going, now Jose is like, well, I want to help pastor. If I say, okay, I want to help Joseph. Now Joseph wants to help pastor. Then I say, I want to, my, what is my point? My point is that if you're good to people, if you sow into people, if you're generous with people, if you're helpful to people, you will find that. So I'm not saying to give simply so that you can get, but I'm saying that the byproduct of faithfulness is increase. For example, if you're faithful with your revelation of the word, you'll get more. You'll get more. Okay, now we're wrapping up for real. It is impossible, I'm trying to help you here, it is impossible To have the wrong priorities and be wise. Okay? Everything I learned the hard way. Okay, your choices determine whether you are wise or a fool. Your choices. This is another one. Your friends determine whether you are wise or a fool if you want to let let me say one thing to you if you want to fast track your way in the kingdom fast track in other words let's say you felt like you wasted time welcome to the group right one time the lord said to me if you want to cut your problems in half hang out with people who are twice your age because older people are not into drama they're not into they, they don't have time for drama so If you have no people that are in your life that cause you drama, then you can help other people with their drama. (laughs) Isn't that great? So your friends determine whether you're wise or fool. So your friends can either accelerate your life in the kingdom or hold you back. This is why I'm really, almost every time I preach, this comes up. And the reason this comes up is I'm going to tell you why. I am NOT the beneficiaries of rich parents I am NOT the beneficiary of a great education I am the beneficiary of a merciful God with great relationships that were formational in who I'm becoming and I'm very thankful so that's why that comes up if I say that I don't say that to be jerky and say cut everyone off and only hang out with perfect people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you want to move in the kingdom, you have to cut off associations that are not moving in the same direction. Okay? Last one. The man who doesn't know what he knows to be true and good is a fool. There are times where I have been a fool. I have valued what I want now. Over what I want more or what I want now over what I want most but you have to start thinking if you're going to be wise you have to start thinking long term and eternal long term and eternal not short not quick not fast long term and eternal the Bible says this A righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So that means that a righteous man can see two generations into the future and make provisions now. So that's a reshaping of generations. This is some of you, some of us have this opportunity. For those of you who are not handed a silver spoon, you got to pave your way. You got to let God do it for you. You got to let Him show you. But the decisions that you make now, wise decisions lead to compound interest compound similar to what is the biblical way of saying that goodness and mercy following you bad decisions interest good decisions dividends talking financially Good decisions, you follow God. Goodness and mercy is following you. That means that there's decisions that you made six months ago that will come upon you in six months. There's decisions that you made 10 years ago that that will come upon you 10 months from now. You, You know the point. It's not about when. It's about that you are intentionally planting seeds of faithfulness Because you're trusting in a faithful God and you're going to believe that God is going to be faithful to you. And he's going to bring a transformation and he's going to take you from slave or from servant to ruler. So that when you are in a position of power, you can be a blessing to people and not abuse that power. But you don't want to be the guy who's misjudging his master and you're all messed up. And you're motivated by fear and you bury it instead of invest. Investing is really important. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your relationships are either an investment toward your future or something that is trying to pull you back toward the past. Everything in your life is an investment. I'm spending time with some people this week. I prayed. I don't want to waste my time. God, I pray that this would be a meaningful time. I don't want to waste my time. I don't like wasting time. If I want to waste my time, I want to waste my time, not you wasting my time. (laughs) And I don't want to waste time. I want to invest it. All right, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the full hostage today. And we thank you for your people that you love and you want them close to you. You want them to build their house on the rock. You want them to have oil in their land. You want them to be prosperous and wise. And so I'm asking you, Father, for you to help anyone who needs to dig out, to dig out, and that you would bring favor, debt cancellation, miracles, Lord, financial miracles, and that you would teach us to trust you in every area of our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rescue Church podcast. We would love to see you in person. For more information, visit rescuechurch.tv slash invite.